0: On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I sit down with Amy Edge and she is a operational director for online businesses. Basically, she can be your director of operations while working virtually, um, which is really cool. Um, but the conversation itself you know, varies in different levels and kind of how you know, her story and how she's been able to go from just a virtual assistant to being the CEO that she is today. And it's such a cool story to see the progression of growth and, you know, how that correlates and what she's been able to do to grow herself and her business. And that's really what it's all about. And that's what this show is about. We're growing together. So without further ado, let's get into the episode, but first the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Bonitatibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome, Amy, Amy, Amy. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so well, glad
1: you're <laughs> I'm so glad to be here too.
0: I really appreciate you taking the time. I know we've been uh, you know working on getting uh, this on the schedule and, and you know being able to talk and we kind of have a funny story in, in how we uh, met. I'm sure we can get into that a little bit, and I happen to be wearing the perfect shirt um, for today unintentionally. <laughs> um, but real quick, um, before we dive into that, um, just tell us a little bit about you know who you are, what you do, and, and who you serve.
1: Okay, perfect. So um, I think most of us all wear multiple hats and that's definitely my case so right now i'm juggling wife mom of four business owner homeschooler homeschool mom all the things um i founded my company amy edge and co about seven years ago and i work with coaches and creatives as their operations director and their integrator and basically what we do together is we strategically partner to increase their profits, empower their team, and scale their businesses.
0: Awesome, something that we all love and need. And I love that you brought in that you know aspect about your family, and because it is a job, you know, for <laughs> sure, um, you know, with all the things that go on, it's it's a big role. Now, I do have a question about that. Um, you said homeschooling. Now, do you homeschool regularly, or is it just because of the the COVID not right.
1: regularly. No. Okay. We um uh, we tried homeschooling maybe like two years ago for my uh second son and it didn't really go over too well. I don't think he learned much those few months. And I'm not really sure if the kids right now are learning much either, but you know, it is what it is.
0: It can definitely be uh, you know, a struggle and and kind of understanding that and, and this is a good kind of segue because I'd like to hear a little bit more about like what your routine is necessarily, like kind of like how you do your day. And it is, you can kind of elaborate a little bit that it's probably a little crazy right now with the kids being home, but maybe when they're not home also in that aspect where you kind of have more, you know, free space and form to, you know, start your day in a a productive, uh, you know, manner.
1: Yeah. So it is definitely a lot different in most cases right now because everyone is home there's no after school activities there's no extracurriculars that and we're basically like stuck here um 24 7. so i actually think that we have more white space in our day right now during like the pandemic than when things are what they were which i guess you could consider normal um, but right now like everyone we don't have a structured like wake up and and get breakfast and take showers it's very relaxed like wake up when you want to wake up feed yourself for the most part um, let me just caveat that to say that most of my kids are older so I don't have to like cut their their uh, crust off their toast or anything like that they can do it all themselves. And um, they wake up, once they wake up, they kind of like just start easing into their day. And normally around lunchtime is when we'll sit down and like, okay, what is your work today? What do you have to turn in? What's due? What class do you have to get on? And so we kind of walk them through that and just kind of let them take the lead because we're all kind of stressed out with this new routine we're not used to it even though it's been two months like it's not a usual thing so i don't want to put pressure on them like you have to get this done like i just want them to enjoy as much as they can the learning process so we just try to keep track make sure everything is done as best as possible we google the answers if we have to or youtube it because the answer is out there for something And um, they finish their work, they have their chores, and basically when they're doing their stuff, I'm upstairs in my office, door shut and locked, and I start working myself. And uh, typically, we all wrap up our day around like, four o'clock-ish, then hang out, backyard, badminton, like, we just moved through our, our, Backyard is amazing. You have a volleyball court, badminton court, basketball, and trampolines. So we're doing something outside. We're just trying to be together. Then we wrap up with dinner and do your own thing. Like we can hang out if you want, but I'm not gonna like force family time on them every day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting um, um, as you as you describe that because. I think there was a lot of underlying um things going on there that maybe you didn't even pick up on. Um but as an entrepreneur, you know, uh we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves and so here you are telling your kids like, you know, it's okay, like, you know, you know, be at your own pace, not putting that pressure on them, yet we do have a tendency to put that same pressure on ourselves. 100%. So <laughs> it's certainly an interesting dynamic of kind of realizing that we often put ourselves at much of, um, you know, higher accountability or we're a lot tougher on ourselves. Um, uh, is that something you can kind of, uh, relate to
1: a hundred percent? Like I, am, we're always our toughest critic and I'm very, like, I have my to-do list every day and I get really hard on myself. if I don't check everything off the list, but I also know that that thing will still be there tomorrow. And for the most part, it's never like highlighted in red. Like this is an emergency. We need to do it. But I also feel like we're hard on ourselves. At least in my case, like I feel like if I'm doing really good at like business and, and, being an entrepreneur that I'm also kind of like not being as good of a wife or not as good of a mom. So I feel like there's never going to be a place where you're checking all three of those boxes at the same time. And I'm just now kind of becoming aware, like, that's okay. At least I might not be a hundred percent, but I'm there. I'm showing up. I'm doing my best. Um, and so you can't give a hundred percent to everyone else and also give a hundred percent to yourself. So, um, definitely, definitely a lot tougher on
0: myself. That's great though. That's such a nice point, um, to, to share. Um, because like you said, a hundred percent, you only have a hundred percent. So you can't give a hundred percent to, to multiple things and, and understanding too that like, you know, that life work balance type of things is that it's going to be, uh, A swaying bar, you know, it's not something that's just balanced, you know. And I had a, um, you know, in one of our previous episodes, we were talking about that same thing that just like, you know, work-life balance is BS basically because yeah, it's just not a realistic concept of, you know, being able to balance it. It's just that it's like a wave, and there's just like multiple parts where you're gonna be more in your business at times, and then you're gonna be more in your. Personal life, and that that's okay. You know, like that's the biggest thing in regards to just like when you understand that and not stress about it, because that's the biggest thing. You know, choosing to stress out about that is in fact a choice. But if you just accept the fact, like sometimes going to be more in my business and more in my family, and sometimes it'll be, you know, and vice versa. Um, so I think that's like a really great point to, to, to take on. And um, to kind of segue a little bit, when it comes to like, you know, you mentioned like getting into your start and having those to-do lists, like how does your day start? Do you do any like journaling or meditation or have you thought about anything? Do you do anything like that? Like before you kind of like jump right into the work?
1: Um, I am. I actually do not have a strict like morning routine. And I think it's funny because so many other entrepreneurs like there's so much focus on like you have to have a morning routine like you should think about doing x y and z and there's so many books on it even but I and I tried all of those things but what I came to find, find out is that those things are not for me and that's just not how I work um so once I kind of gave up on like trying what everybody else was saying I figured out what worked for me. One, I've never, never, ever been a morning person. Like, it's mornings are just not for me. Um, so basically, what what I do is I naturally wake up whenever that is. That's, I mean, for right now, since we're in a pandemic and we don't have buses, that's what I do. Before that, I did have an alarm, but I would just naturally wake up. Um, I just wake up. I You know, take a shower, I relax, I walk downstairs and I grab a cup of coffee and I just sit there and I just am talking to the five year old because he's always awake. And he's telling me some weird dream or something about one of the shows that he's watching. And we just kind of like take it slow. And once I'm ready and like I feel like I'm awake, I'll mosey on up to my office and I'll just look at what needs to be done. And then that's when like, I just start working. I don't really, I don't sit in journal. I'm just, I don't know. I just never felt like my thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, it's like a kind of like a know yourself and know what works for you. And, um, technically that is still a morning routine. It's just like having coffee and talking to your five-year-old is a great way to start the day, you know, to do that on a regular basis. You know, I, I think that there's a level of like, even just like meditation aspect of that. in not just like rolling out of bed and going right to the office. Like now you're like taking your time, you know, getting ready in the morning. Um, There's a level in in my opinion of like mentally preparing yourself to start your day.
1: Yeah, definitely. As I'm laying there in bed thinking like, maybe I should actually get up and roll out of bed and and see what's going on. The struggle with <laughs>
0: entrepreneurship. Well, I yeah. could just sleep all day and just like never get out of bed. <laughs> it's definitely uh, definitely an option. Um, which, you know, definitely I think is a, is a struggle in itself In like really just staying motivated on, you know, our days and, you know, is, are there particular things that, that you have in your life that, that really motivate you or drive you to, you know, to get up and, you know, make it happen?
1: Um, well, I definitely am motivated because I know what I have to do every day. So kind of like how I set up my week is that every Sunday night, I take about 15 minutes, I draft out my entire week. And I figure out like, okay, I'm talking to this person. And these are kind of like the action items that need to be done all all week. And it's categorized into each day. So when I wake up, I know that there are things to do. And just knowing that there are things to do motivates me enough to just like, I got to go get, like, get these things done. My clients count on me. My team counts on me, count on me. My family counts on me. Um, And that is probably the biggest motivator because our family is supported by my business alone so me and my husband both work this business so there really isn't an option to not show up because we wouldn't live have a house pay our bills if i didn't show up so that's kind of like the biggest motivator i'm also um highly motivated by just success and different ways. So I feel like when my client hits this goal, that's a success. And so I know each of the pieces that have to be done in order to get there. Uh, So that's the biggest uh, piece. And also I love um, vegging out with like Netflix at night. So I know that faster that I get through the day and get through my, my to-dos that that part will happen.
0: Nice. And that's an important part too, you know, kick it back and relax. It's something that I've, uh, I've made requirements to my routine to, to, because I need to shut my brain off or else, you know, I, yeah. I burn out. And then, and that comes just like knowing yourself, cause I tried to not do it and it didn't work. So, uh, you know, it's just that aspect. Um, the one thing you mentioned though, is like your desire for, you know, success. And I think that that word is so interesting and I would love to hear kind of what, your definition of success is
1: perfect. so i i think everyone's is definitely different. i am not motivated by the monetary like monetarily what success is. i like to look at success based upon outcomes. And so when I'm working with a client specifically, I know like what are our outcomes? What are we trying to achieve? And that's more than just a six-figure launch that we're working on. That comes down to a lot of other opportunities within their team, um, within revenue, just within who they are working, their community, what they are cultivating. And I get really, like I buy into that. I When I work with someone, I'm buying into their mission and their mission becomes my mission. And so working towards that mission and what their end vision is for their business three to five years down the road, to me, each step that we take each quarter, we get closer and closer to me working with a client, that success, to see that, to see that their life on their terms is happening and the freedom that they desire for themselves and their clients and the community. I love that, that side of success. Um, Personally, I see success as being able to continue to operate my business the way that I want to operate my business, the way that I've been able to cultivate my own team. My team never had any like digital marketing experience and didn't have any online business experience and they've been able to come in and through our growth and through training there they have bought into my mission and so i see success in how they're able to learn and and achieve and together we built a business where we are impacting others so i see success that way and then i also see success that i get to do every what i love to do every day and be able to work in my zone of genius and not in my zone of incompetence like i did many many years ago
0: so you're just killing it in other words
1: <laughs> I try to try to kill
0: it oh that's awesome and that is such a great um you know way cuz there's there, that was there's so many levels to to that in you know and it is like success is a lot of aspects from you know the success of your clients to the success of your business, and then just the success of your lifestyle that you're trying to create and, you know, how all of that correlates and, you know, connects. And, you know, I'm sure that this did not happen overnight. Um, And you mentioned like, you know, building your team and, and them not having digital experience. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of your origin story a little bit. On kind of how you got got started in all of this. I mean, seven years—that's quite the accomplishment to be, you know, in business this long. So, you know, kudos to that. Um, but you know, where did it all begin?
1: Um, I well, I'm gonna try to like make it as succinct as possible here. So, um, seven years ago, we moved from one city to. To the city that we're in now, I did not want to drive the hour and a half commute, so decided um, I'm not going to. I'll be a stay-at-home mom. I was, you know, able to do that at the time. My husband had a corporate job, and I quickly found that I did not like having so much white space in my day. So I was like, "What can I do? What can I do?" I learned about um, Virtual assistant, and I was like, "Oh, that's something I can totally do." Like I, like I've always had drive. I've always been able to kind of pick things up and learn quickly. So it's like I can totally do that. So I tested it out. I tried it. I was very successful as a virtual assistant. But I learned that that is not necessarily what I should be doing. It's more of my zone of excellence, and not my zone of genius. So I just kind of kept taking trainings, kept pivoting, and I eventually found that um, operations, process development, um, team growth, that's kind of like where I wanted to be. So it's taken probably about two years for me to really pivot into that role with most of my clients. um, And Once I've got there, I was like, okay, I need to bring some other people on so I can free up space and really dive into like the nitty gritty and really show up effectively for everyone. Uh, So I hired the team. I hired my husband and um, we're probably coming up on almost two years of the team being in place and, and things have just been going well, I think like there's always ups and downs in any business, but, um, I feel like this is definitely where we're all supposed to be.
0: Awesome. Love it. And working with your husband, um, you know, I know that that's probably something in itself. When, like, when did that start and and how, how has that worked for you guys?
1: So I think it's been, maybe four years, don't quote me on that, I don't know the exact time, Um, when we started working together, we shared one office, and we were like so close together, like the edge of my desk was touching the edge of his desk, and that definitely made it difficult to be so close all of the time, like to go from him working 60 hours a week to now being home working with me like 24-7. Um, He didn't necessarily know the business, so I was still kind of trying to download all of the information. So it was definitely difficult, that transition at first. Um, But we ended up figuring out like, this is how he works, this is how I work, Um, started using process and SOP documents. And then we quickly learned we need separate offices. So, um, we decided to get separate offices and that has made things so much better. He's able to be downstairs and like have his music so loud that when I'm upstairs, I can just barely hear it, which is perfect for me.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And I, and that separation, you know, in itself, I think is good, uh, that you're not like on top of each other. Um, now is it, do you guys have like any like rules on like when it's dinner time, like don't talk about work things or like, how do you kind of separate the two?
1: We don't really have any rules about it. So let me also say that I probably see him, I feel like I see him less now than like when he did work in corporate because we're so separated like I really don't see him all day unless we go downstairs and happen to be eating lunch at the same time (laughs) um we don't have any rules about let's not talk work at dinner but it doesn't naturally come up for the most part um we have weekly meetings on Fridays where we go over like financials like this is what's coming up and then we also have meetings on Sunday nights to say okay Let's look at our list. Is there anything that needs clarification? So we try to like get everything out during those two meetings so that the rest of the time is not spent talking shop necessarily, but more like let's um, just be together and be with the kids. Uh, But we also have, like we assign each other's things in Asana, uh, so that's like make the kids a dentist appointment and I assign it to him. Uh, So we communicate a lot through Asana Slack, and if he wants to get my attention, he'll send me an email because he knows that's the quickest way uh, to contact me.
0: That is hilarious. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I have never heard that before. Somebody one like the asana thing is hilarious in that like dentist appointments and things <laughs> of that sort, but then also him emailing you to get a hold of you, oh, that is too funny, and it actually transitioned well because I was actually gonna the next question I was gonna ask was, um what kind of tools that you utilize to um you know operate your business obviously asana is one you mentioned. Slack. How important are those, like those tools and systems? Are there other things that you've implemented that have helped, you know, you and your business and clearly in your uh, life management also?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I definitely use, we use quite a few tools, but each of them have like a different um, reason and a different strategy behind it. So all of our teams communicate via Slack And that just keeps everything really sustained. It keeps a lot of stuff out of email um, because for other people, things in email can often get lost or they get like pushed down because you get so many emails if you're not filtering and things like that. So all of our teams communicate in Slack. All of my clients that I work with, we have Trello dashboards that we work on strategically just with clients. And then for our team specifically, we use Asana. So the team uses Asana to keep track of client tasks or reoccurring tasks or tasks for our business or things like that. But each team member has their option of how they best work. I don't like to pigeonhole them into saying, this is how we are going to work, because if it's not effective for them, then it's not going to be effective for the business or for the clients and things will definitely get missed. So they have the option of kind of figuring out what works for them. But for the most part, we use Asana. Um, And email is an inbox driven. So I don't like having emails in like my inbox. So if someone emails me, they, it either quickly gets filtered into one of three folders to do needs a response or to follow up. And those just get checked towards the end of the week. And um, But if someone wants a response from me fast, they will email me. So all of my team, all of my clients know, like, if you, like, only really email me if there's something that you need, like, immediately. Um, And then one other tool that I don't really use often with my clients, I use it more personally, is Boxer. So I use that with, like, my mastermind groups or... Or people that were just kind of like keeping each other accountable. But it's definitely something you could use with clients. I just don't like it for clients because they'll tell me all of these things that they want to do and then I have to download it into Trello or Asana. So.
0: No, but is that the um, walkie talkie app?
1: It is. Yes.
0: Awesome. I love that. That's too funny. Um, how do you, so that's a great, um, you know, tool in itself in like having accountability partners with other people. Um, you know, how did that kind of start and how have you kind of incorporated that into your life?
1: Yeah. So I just kind of, um, reached out and was like, Hey, uh, we're taking the same course, you seem pretty sane and like, I'll like you. So do you want to be accountability partners? Do you just want to kind of like chat over Or And she was like, sure, let's do it. So uh, that's how it started. And then now we have like this accountability pod with about seven other people. And we just, we structure it as in Monday, set your attention for the week. And then Wednesday, Let's check in. Did you make any progress? And then on Friday, we share wins. So it's really more of a chance for us to say, to cheer each other on and also make sure no one said, oh, I'm just decided I'm not going to do that or I'm not going to make progress. And we just kind of help each other along their journey specifically.
0: That's awesome. And I think that that's such a huge aspect of of growth, you know, in having people to be there and, you know, help you grow. Um, Are there certain things like maybe recently or over the years that you like really didn't like doing and, you know, you've kind of just like grown in that level and taken on, um, you know, from that growth mindset that you clearly have?
1: I don't think there's anything that I can think of off the top of my head that I just don't like doing that I continue to do i feel like if i don't like doing it then i have one of two options either i stop doing it or i find somebody else to do it for me um, which is the power of delegation so um, i use delegation a lot if there's something that i don't necessarily need to do i'm like okay hey team member could you do this for me or i'll go to a client like this is not moving the needle forward in the business, so we need to remove it. It's just wasting time, it's wasting energy, let's keep going. But I don't think there's anything that I don't like doing necessarily, that I'm still doing.
0: Gotcha, is there anything particularly that, that you would like to do that maybe you haven't done a lot of?
1: Um, well, we kind of talked about this before, I set it on my radar to definitely do like podcast interviews, um, but never really attempted or made the effort to do it just for mindset reasons. So this is my very first one, which I'm so excited. It's with you, Nick. Yeah, Um, yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah.
1: But it's definitely something I want to do. Um, It's just kind of getting over that actually doing it phase.
0: No, and that's awesome, and I'm so glad this is a uh, you know the first time on a podcast. I'm I'm honored, honored. Hopefully, many more for you to come. You know, I think it's one of those things. You know, if if you make it a priority, you know, you'll you know make it happen. Um, Absolutely. And, and you know, podcasts are such an interesting thing, and and it kind of similar to like video. There's a lot of you know curiosity on like where are things going to go, like how is this gonna you know develop i know you had asked for like questions that that i asked yeah. and i'm like well i don't really have questions that i ask <laughs> i like to keep it uh you know free flow and you know it's always cool because i like that aspect cuz it kind of gets things going but at the end of the day like you know yourself you know your business so um you know hopefully going forward too you're uh you know making even bigger effort to get on some more shows hopefully yeah Apparently, just so you know, I feel like this is a good educational point, and maybe for anyone else that's listening, I thought it was like rude to ask to be on people's podcasts, but apparently that's like a thing people do, and it's yeah. not rude at all. Um, so <laughs> I encourage uh, you as well as anybody listening that if like you want to be on a podcast, that just ask, and the worst they can say is like, no. no. <laughs> and and maybe there's a good segue, you know, into, into that as its own thing. You know, it was that something that, you know, a lot of people struggle with like getting that no. And as a business owner, you know, sales is obviously part of it. Um, did you have like any, you know, kind of struggles in that in the beginning or, or anything like particular that comes to your mind when you think about like that no aspect?
1: Um, no is just, like, inevitable part of, like, life and business in general. I think at first, it, when somebody said, no, this you aren't the right fit, like, it definitely hurt a lot back then. I didn't have, like, the growth that I have now, um, and I wasn't really focused on personal development when I first started in the business, but even so now, like, it is hard to, to hear somebody say no, like I chose somebody else to be my integrator or whatever it might be, but it's important to know that it's never really a no. It's more, I look at it as more of a not right now sort of thing. And I also look at, um, I kind of use this ma- mantra For anything, this or something better. So, if it's not this opportunity, another something is coming, and that something is going to be even better. And always looking at the opportunity of when somebody is telling me no, they're not telling me, they're not telling me personally no, they're talking about the opportunity itself. And so, just not taking it personally has been like the biggest thing to know like, it's not, they're not. It's not a diss on me. It's not that they don't like me. It's just that this isn't the best fit for for us right now and something
0: amazing is in the future. That is so awesome. I love that quote. I had to write it down. Um you know, it's such an important aspect of when one door closes, like other doors open. It's just like one of those things and it's almost like a mindset in itself of just understanding that concept of, oh, okay, that didn't work out, Moving on to the next thing, something else will come, something else will be better. And, you know, to me, that's just such a great, um, you know, a great point to elaborate, like, uh, you know, hit home with people, hopefully in that aspect that there really are no no's, you know, again, it's like what you said, yeah, there are no's, but it's just a word and it's inevitable how you choose to see that no is, is up to you. Um, and that's so cool. And, and you mentioned um, on your journey of like personal development and, you know, that kind of aspect. So are there things that you've done, like maybe books, you mentioned you do some courses, like, have there been things that have really had a huge uh, impact into your, you know, personal growth?
1: Absolutely. So there's like some key things that I have kind of like implemented just in life in general that um, helps with like just productivity and just like continually like fuels me. Um, So like some of those things are time blocking and task batching. Like those definitely are towards like the productivity scale. I also do not have any notifications turned on for anything. So like all of those programs we were talking about earlier, they never will notify me. Same with like Facebook or Instagram. They're all turned off and I won't see them unless I'm intentionally going to that platform when I'm intentionally set to work on that one task. Um, The biggest thing has also been holding boundaries and not just like boundaries with clients but I have boundaries with my team. I have boundaries with my family. And so everyone kind of has a set sort of boundary so that we're all kind of, you know what the expectation is and no one is kind of um, wondering, oh, why didn't she do X, Y, and Z? Because I've already set that boundary with them. Um, Also like intentional time away from work. When I'm not working, I'm not working. And I'm outside, I'm doing whatever or I'm with the kids, like I just try my best to not think about work, even though sometimes it's hard, like when you're so passionate about something or you're in the middle of a launch, you're continually thinking, oh, did I write that email? Did I actually send that email? Did I follow up with who? So I try to kind of like not think about those things. And during my time away from work, just intentionally filling my cup with the things that I enjoy, which right now, like I really love like adult coloring books. Like that's like how I just love spending my time at night. I love Netflix, like I said earlier. And um, I do like personal development books like all the time. So um, those are those are kind of the, the personal development things that I do the most,
0: yeah. And you know one obviously is like going to awesome events, like the Kajabi yeah. Summit. Um, Whenever we so, can
1: go to events again, you know. Right.
0: And hopefully it opens up soon. So I did want to make sure that we cover this cuz it is pretty funny. <laughs> um we were we were sitting uh you know in the audience, you know, hadn't didn't know each other. And um you know, I forget how exactly it came to be, but we have a, a mutual friend and they were like, "Oh, you know, they're they're at this event." So she had messaged me and she me- and messaged Amy and said like, "You guys should connect." And so like next thing you know, like I'm getting like a Facebook invite. And I, I forget whether we, I think we started messaging each other like, Hey, and then you turn around. Yeah. You're like, Oh my gosh, what? Um, uh, and you're like, I, you know, know this person. So here we are, this event. So you got to think about this people. This is like, I don't know how many people? thousands, thousands, yeah. thousands of people at this event. And I'm sitting directly behind you. Like crazy.
1: (laughs) It was insane. And I always say this word when I'm talking to you, but it was so serendipitous because we just kind of like connected and we, it was just a natural kind of like friendship that formed. Um, But I always think like, how weird is it just to be like sitting right in front of him, never meeting him and like just, like looking at your name tag, like, Oh my gosh, like, how do I even start this introduction?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's too funny. And you know, the funny thing too is that led to you introducing me to more people who introduced me to the more people. I know like during that event, I had one goal to get um, a picture with James Wedmore, which I accomplished based on telling every single person (laughs) that I met, but that started with you because um, it was just like the spiral effect. If you introduced me to one person, and then that person introduced me to another person and i said it to him and then he was like oh i know james webmore i can uh introduce you and i was like this is crazy i can't believe this just happened yeah um, too funny but yeah i had to share that ex- that experience because it was just like what are the chances of that happening some people don't believe in coincidence and coincidences i'm not really big on coincidences here we are um on like what i i guess that was
1: That was last April. So yeah, like a full year.
0: Yeah. How about that? And a lot of, uh, you know, I think both of us have evolved a good portion, you know, over that, um, time. So it's always really cool to, you know, see how that progression happens. And this was so awesome. And before we, uh, kind of conclude, you mentioned that you have some books. I love, um, asking about this, you know, when it comes to book recommendations, is there one or a few like that really stand out to you that you always recommend to people?
1: Okay. So I have three ish Two fall within the same category. So my favorite book, like just that, helped me personally with growth is the most powerful woman in the room is you, and that was Lydia Finette, Um, and that's really kind of been like the secret sauce, so to speak, and me understanding the power that is within me and the authority that I have as soon as I want to kind of like, as she she says, strike it. and that we all have within ourselves. So that one personally has been like the biggest. Uh, Professionally has been rocket fuel and traction. They have the same, it's the same kind of like set. Uh, They go with each other, but they have changed the way that I work alongside my clients and how I operate with their business, with them being the visionary and um, me being the integrator. So it really kind of made our work relationship uh seamless in how we work together um and then the other one that I my very first book that I ever read personal development book was um high performance habits by Brendan Burchard very first book and that led me to my very first uh like event that I ever went to which is high performance academy and that was 3 years ago and that one event pretty much changed the trage- trajectory of my life my business my marriage how I interact with my kids like it was the end all of the all for just growth and development so
0: so awesome and I've talked about that book so many times that's like right now is the top book that I've listened to um like more than I think it's. I think I'm at three times now, of listening to that book. Um, it's such a such a good one, and we got to see Brendan Burchard live together. Yeah. Uh, although, if you went to the High Performance Academy, I mean, that's like what four days of.
1: It's Brandon. four days of him, and like he has other speakers, but um, it was amazing. But seeing him at Kajabi was really amazing too, because. I saw you got to be a little bit closer to him and so like you could feel like the sweat and the energy like pouring out of him.
0: Yeah and I thought at the Kajabi Summit too like so I had heard him speak before but at the Kajabi Summit he was so specific on the marketing side of things and the less of the high performance so it was really cool to kind of get that um, you know kind of different side of him almost. And, you know, he's been a Kajabi person since like the beginning, which is like its own funny kind of crazy concept.
1: Yes. Yeah. Awesome. He's definitely one that I would, I kind of like, I guess you kind of like fanboyed out over, um, James Wedmore. And I would definitely fangirl out over, uh, meeting Brendan Burchard.
0: <laughs> yeah. James and Brendan were, were both at the top of my list for that Kajabi summit. And there were a ton of other awesome speakers, but for me, it was like both of them, I was like, could not wait to, and they both did not disappoint. Yeah, they did not. Yeah. So awesome. All right, Amy, this was so awesome. Um, Thank you so much for being here with me. Before you go, uh, real quick, what are some ways that, what's the best way for people to reach out to you or follow you, um, get in touch with you?
1: Uh, definitely you can visit my website, Amy edge, and you could always schedule or amyedge.com. You can always schedule a call with me. I do free clarity calls. And so it's right there on the website on the contact form. And as I said earlier, if you really want to get in contact with me, email is the best. So that's hello at amyedge.com. And so I'm pretty quick at responding to this.
0: <laughs> awesome. Love it. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much, Amy. I'm so glad we were able to do this. I really appreciate you taking the time to to be here with me.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So take care everyone. And remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say, thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review by writing a review. It helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it, and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J. Boni, N-I-C-K-J-B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.